0: Hello and welcome to This One Good Life Podcast, where we slow down and explore the beauty and goodness that surrounds us every day. My name is Stephen Ingram.
1: And I am Bryant Johnson. Uh, we're so glad you're able to join us today. Finally, Stephen, we're back. Um, back again. It feels good to record another episode, um, unfortunately, uh, and, and you shared this last week, uh, and you're recording by yourself. Yes. Um, yes. It was lonely. It was lonely. Yeah, I <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I had to talk for
0: 45 minutes straight, Brian. Well, <laughs> that, was hard. that was hard. Yeah, I
1: can imagine. It's hard. I also think you're kind of skilled at it. <laughs> Basically, I talk a lot. Yeah, I got, I got it. I got it. Yeah, but uh, you, you shared last week. Uh, my brother-in-law passed away uh, suddenly. Um, and so it's just been, you know, you and I have chatted a couple times, but yeah. great loss, um, great tragedy, tra- tragedy. Um, know a lot of a lot of hurt and pain um that's associated with that and then in addition just kind of being out of work um for about for about four weeks um between traveling to california and down to florida and then trying to get catch up caught up and then uh, thanksgiving um it's just been a whirlwind so appreciate uh, your patience i appreciate our audiences uh, patience with all of that as well um but, hey, we're going to get back on track. Right yeah,
0: now. yeah. Well, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, and, and, you know, like I said last week, we, we, heard, we heard from a lot of folks uh, who, were, who were missing us and, and missing the podcast. And so um, for all you guys who, uh, uh, who are out there who um, uh, let us know, thank you for that. And uh, thanks for sticking with us. And we are back in the saddle. And, um, uh, yeah, we're ready to... Start rocking and rolling, which uh, sort of brings us to our, uh, our podcast for today, right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, today, we're going we're gonna to jump in to um, really discuss the difference of like unconsciousness and consciousness yeah. um, and how that plays out in our lives and uh, our day to day relationships with others, all that, all that good stuff. So, that's where we're headed um, as we talk today. Yeah. Um, and we have and a
0: special you're... guest. Yeah, yeah. Should we introduce? <laughs> no, we're not going to introduce him yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. No, no, no. But he, he's coming, and it's going to be really exciting. So, gang, if, you, if, if you're one of those uh, three people who turn the podcast off after seven minutes, you're going to want to hang on for this one because uh, we've we got a big special guest. Here, here's, a, here's a hint. He is another 30-something, well-educated, white guy. So yeah. di- diversity galore on the this one good life podcast. Oh, and by yeah. the way, he's also got a shaved head just like Brian. So
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, unfortunately we're just going to add one, one more white male, <laughs> one more um, white male voice. <laughs> it's terrible. We,
0: we, um, our next guest should definitely not be a white guy. Yes.
1: <laughs> I fully agree.
0: I fully yeah. agree. Yeah. We're, we're, we're it's kind of interesting. So the reason, uh, we, we're glad to have this guest on, uh, but I'm actually what about ten minutes from you right now, Bryant?
1: Yeah, we're just kind of across town. It's probably probably more like twenty, thirty minutes.
0: Okay, but but yeah. really close, way closer yeah. than Birmingham. So Bryant's in his home. I'm up here in Greensboro doing some work, and uh, we we had some time. We wanted to record the podcast today, so um, so we're, we're actually not very far apart, but we're still using technology. So
1: <laughs> well done, guys. Well done. <laughs> so yeah, consciousness versus unconsciousness. Yeah, what, what do I? We- <laughs> I mean, one of my, one of my greatest uh, film series, really. Um, and, you know, you could do away with uh, number two and three um, and, and just stick with number one, but, um, but the whole story is, is pretty amazing. Is The Matrix. Um, and you have some thoughts about that.
0: Yeah, well, <clears throat> you know, there, there's, there's this really famous scene at the beginning um, uh, of The Matrix where uh, Neo has a choice, right? Uh, he, uh, he's just a normal guy living in, in what he thinks is a normal world. And, um, uh, he has a choice and he's, he's given the choice between two pills, uh, the blue one or the red one. And it's just like Alice in Wonderland, right? Which way are you going to go? Are you going to continue to live, um, in, in, in the world as you have known it? Notice I didn't say the real world, but the world as you have known it, or are you going to take a step into a, a different understanding of the world? Uh, and, and what I would argue is, um, uh, a, a deeper sense of reality, and so it's it's that blue versus red pill, and I think that's sort of what our I, for me that kind of frames our our topic today of consciousness versus unconsciousness or instinct versus choice it's are we going to choose to start to live in ways that are that are um, that are intentional, that are conscious, uh, or will we keep you know kind of kind of going through the motions and going through life. Um, in a maybe less conscious or unconscious way.
1: It's exactly right. Both, <clears throat> regardless of what pill he was going to take, um, that world existed. Yeah. And it was his sure. awareness of, sure. of that world. And and did he want to be aware of the deeper things yep. um, that were going on? And it's such a great question for us um, in in our lives and our daily um, kind of living, like. How, how aware do we want to be of, yeah. of this um, uh, life force, uh, maybe, yeah. right? like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How aware do we want to be of the deeper things that are going on within us and within our relationships, within our communities? Because um, there's, there's more to it um, than kind of what we see day to day. Maybe this is a good time uh, to mention it. Uh, I kind of think of this, uh, this topic um, in the difference between like instinctual yeah. responses and, yeah. and choices um, that, we, yeah. that we make to behave or respond or react. Um, <clears throat> that's kind of where I land. And sometimes, Stephen, I, I think we talk about instinct or maybe unconsciousness as a negative, um, bad thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know for me, uh retaliation is kind of an unconscious response. If I don't make a choice to choose to respond to something differently, um that is the unconscious thing that's within me that will just come out. No, right, really. No yeah. matter no matter what, unless yeah. I'm intentional, right? Like retaliation is the instinctual unconscious response. Right. Um but at the same time, uh breathing <laughs> is an unconscious yeah. thing right? right um so it's not it, i hate for us to uh, land in a place where like unconscious is a negative um a negative thing um i kind of share a quote um that stands out to me but in in seinfeld's jerry seinfeld's stand-up uh, years and years ago um his early routines he did this this skit on like scuba diving uh-huh. um and being able to breathe underwater and <laughs> And essentially, one of his punchlines is, uh, "Breathing always beats not breathing," <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are places where, like, unconscious responses are um, are welcomed and invited, and should be a part of a part of who we are.
0: Yeah, well, and you know, anytime that we draw really distinct lines uh, and and create dualities that are black and white, we that that's probably an unconscious way of of viewing the world. And so to say that. Uh, unconsciousness is always bad, and consciousness is always uh, is always good. is is not necessarily a a, a, a good place to land, right? That's, but <clears throat> the, the the flip side of it is is that most of us go through, the majority of our actions, the majority of our decisions, and do it sort of based on habit, right? There's mm-hmm. there's sort of an yeah. automatic, built-in instinct. Um, I'm gonna rec- I'm gonna recommend this book later on. Uh, but it's it's called the the power of habit, um, and I'm I'm going to recommend it later on and talk about it. But there was a, a study that was done out of Cornell University uh, a few years ago, uh, and the study said that it, it it's estimated that the average adult makes about thirty five thousand remotely conscious decisions every day. Okay. Mm-hmm. 35,000 remotely conscious decisions. So the power of habit actually talks about this a good bit in the first first few chapters about how <clears throat> um, I, I think we've all experienced this. You'll be uh, you'll get in your car, right? You're, you're going to work or going wherever. You get in your car in the morning and do the same thing you do every day, which is get in your car, back out of the driveway, drive down the road. And um, we've all, I think most of us have had this experience where we're like halfway to where we're going and we kind of wake up almost. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't remember any of the turns I just made. I don't remember, you know, deciding to turn left to go down this road and then stop at this stoplight. And, and it's because we built this habit so that we don't have to think about those things, right? We sort of have created an automated routine uh, in our brains that, oh yeah, this is the way I go to work and so this is the way we go. However, if there's a detour, if there's a wreck, if there's something... It changes all that. It, it, it's a disruptor, uh, and 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 all of a sudden we are conscious and awake in that driving routine more so than we are any other day of the week. And so, um, again, it's it's one of those things where that sort of patterned um, unconscious choice of I'm going to turn left on the lakeshore and I'm going to drive and I'm going to stop you know at this stoplight and I'm going that's not inherently bad. The problem, though, I think, is that when we're doing those unconscious, kind of habitual routines, we miss the world around us. Right? Those thirty-five thousand remotely conscious decisions—a um, vast majority of those—are being made habitually and through r- routine. And so, when we do that, we sort of miss everything else around us. It's like you know, you put the blinders on the horse. You just kind of see what's in front of you and you miss everything else. Um, and I think that's where we can really mess up
1: uh, with life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's also another perspective. Yeah. Right? So um, maybe there's a behavior or something in our life that we need to change. And I think he yeah. talks about this in the book as well, right? There's something that we, we want a new result in our life, yeah. whatever that is, yeah. um, whatever that thing is. Um, often we get there by creating new habits in our life. And so sometimes, you're absolutely right, sometimes the the habits um, cause us to miss a life that might be more fulfilling. And sometimes a life that might be more fulfilling can be achieved by creating new habits. (laughs) Now it's up to you to
0: decide which is working (laughs) Well, and I think the key there, though, is you have to make an intentional, conscious decision to create those new habits. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. That's, and that's the switch, right? Because most of us, um, I would say most of our habits are created by, um, it's sort of like water, right? Water will take the path of least resistance, right? It'll, it'll move uh, in the path of least resistance to get wherever gravity is wanting to take it, right? Right? And I think a lot of times we form habits unconsciously in the same way, that we will move in the path of least resistance, mm. um, and, and that's how we actually build our habit. Uh, what you're talking about is, is not necessarily moving in the path of least resistance. What you're talking about is making a very intentional decision, sometimes in a path that's more difficult, to create a new habit that will then lead us to a better life. Which I think, again, one of the base notes for this One Good Life podcast is intentionality, right? That, yep. That's one of the yep. undercurrents that we will always go back to. And so I think what you're talking about is, it's sort of funny, making intentional decisions so that you can be unconscious uh, about certain things in a, in a happy and productive way.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, um, and once those new habits are established to give you new results they can become the exact same routine that you're, you're already describing, the, the example of driving, where yeah. then suddenly now we're missing other stuff. Um, so it, it's very, gosh, I hate cyclical arguments, right? Like we want to avoid that. But I, th- I think the process of habit and result, habit and result is cyclical. And as yeah. soon as we're creating new habits, we've got to be conscious about the results we're getting out of that. Um, so that the new results we're wanting, we're establishing new habits. And, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, paying attention to those and being intentional about what's coming out of that because um, any habit, any habit can, uh, um, yeah, cause uh, problems or uh, good things.
0: Well, and, and just functionally, habits help us. Um, un, those sort of unconscious habits help us because... Like, right now I'm on the road. I'm in Greensboro, North Carolina. This is not my home, right? And so when I'm in Greensboro, I, I have some habits. You know, some habits like I get up and I brush my teeth and, you know, I fix my hair and I take a shower and things like that. But what do you, what? <laughs> that, that I brush my teeth I get today? up and brush my teeth. I, dang it. <laughs> you forgot to do that today. I knew I forgot something. <laughs> but, but, but when you're traveling, this is one of the reasons why traveling is so exhausting. is because you can't do your habits, right you can't just get in your car and go to work and drive down the road and walk in the same door you walk into and open your office door with the same kind of you know with the same key and you all those habits are kind of gone because you are in a different place with different people different circumstances many of which you've never seen before right yeah. and yeah. so i know when i'm traveling especially overseas at the end of the day i am i am mentally exhausted because i'm having to make every single decision almost um, consciously, yeah. am I am I going to go down this street or this street? I don't know what's down either one of them. I've never been here before, and I want to explore both. So every decision I'm making, I'm having to make in a conscious way, and that's exhausting. So this yeah. this idea of habit and 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 good unconsciousness, maybe that's a way to say about it, um, is 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 really beneficial and important. Um, uh, but again, there is intentionality that's gotta that's gotta carry the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and part of what I hear you describing is the constant, consistent, regular tension between um, unconscious practices in our life and the conscious kind of decision-making um, that gets paired with that. Mm-hmm. Um, those, two, those two are always going to be in push and pull. Um, yeah. And sometimes we can avoid the push and pull because we ignore one or the other. Um, but there's always going to be some tension between the two. And that doesn't mean it's negative or positive. It just means, um, that our awareness can help shape, um, shape the difference and either, uh, uh you know, draw our attention to something new about our, our daily lives, um, yeah. or, uh, relationships, people we see each, each and every day or, um, or draw our awareness to how we've been missing those things. Yeah. Um, because like brushing your teeth. Yeah. The good news out of that is, uh, you know, your next checkup, um, they're not gonna, they're not going to be drilling.
2: Yeah. Right. So like
1: <laughs> these, yeah, yeah. So the habit, the habits are so important. The conscious decision uh, to make those, do those things, is so crucial. Um, well, I remember,
0: I remember the the first time I, I the, the first time that this, I didn't have the language that we have now about yeah. consciousness and unconsciousness. But I remember the first time this really like w- popped into my head and was sort of solidified for me. I, I was up in uh, Princeton, New Jersey. I was doing a conference at, at Princeton, and uh, this, was pro- this was back in the early 2000s, right? Um, up there, and uh, I had, a, I had a digital cameras for, you know, you had a cell phone cameras and stuff that were good. So I had a good digital camera. And um, my my digital camera. I was planning on going into the city. I was going to go into New York and Philadelphia while I was up there. And so I wanted a good digital camera. Well, I brought it with me, but it it just died while I was up there, right? And this was before Uber, and I didn't want to call a taxi. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find a, a camera store online, and I'm just gonna walk to it right? I'm just going to walk to it. <laughs> well, what I didn't realize was that the camera store, the closest camera store was six miles away. Okay. And I thought, okay, well, this is going to be an adventure. So I started walking down U.S. Highway 1 in uh, Princeton, which is a very, I mean, it's a busy highway, right? Not, All the way down the coast. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's just, it's not a, uh, it's not a very friendly highway, right? So I start heading down that and I'm walking, I'm walking, walking. And, I, and, and uh, to go to this camera store. And as I'm walking, I look down and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm walking on this giant highway. There's a perfectly well-worn path down the side of this highway in the grass. The grass was about knee high. But there was a perfectly well-worn path down the side of the highway. And I realized, oh my gosh, there are people who have got the, this is so well-worn. There are people who have to walk this every single day. Mm. And I've never noticed it before. I've never noticed people walking down the sides of the road like this, right? And so I started to, it just kind of popped into my head. I was like, I'm going to start looking for well-worn paths on the side Mm. of highways. And almost every single highway that you go down, there's going to be a well-worn path on the side of that highway that you've never noticed before. Yeah. and and I remember thinking I would you know if I lived here, I would drive down this highway every single day and I would never notice never this path yep. or these people and that sort of popped in my head was like I don't notice the world around me and that was the first time where I thought I'm gonna really start to try to take in the world that I'm living in instead of just putting my head down and and focusing on 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 the road in front of me
1: interesting yeah 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 I had um uh, so a different kind of a different result, but a story to uh, maybe closer to home that helps drive, drive the point. Um, so, I, you know, every morning after I empty the coffee pot, I wash, uh, I wash the pot, yeah. I wash the filter, I wash the cup, I clean up the, you know, any dry grounds that have over, overflowed or what have you. Um, and then when they're dry, I, on a normal day, I'll put mm-hmm. those back in the coffee maker. Mm-hmm. I will fill it with water it doesn't matter what time of day it is. I'll fill it with yep. water. I'll make sure I've got enough grounds, and I hit the auto button for tomorrow morning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All set, ready to go. Yep.
0: Um,
1: and it's routine. It, <laughs> I mean, at some level, I'm, I'm drinking coffee, washing the pot uh, from an unconscious right. unconscious place, right? Just, yeah, absolutely. Just kind of clockwork. Um, yeah, and so last week, I washed the coffee pot. I filled up the coffee pot with water, filled it up with grounds hit the auto button uh-huh. 7 AM the next morning. Uh, I get up and, uh, a wife is, is with our, our little guy and, uh, head downstairs uh-huh. and to my surprise, uh, there is no coffee in the pot. The <laughs> pot is still on top of the sink, but the filter wasn't in either. Right? So there, there is, uh, coffee grounds and water and coffee and a mess. Um, in the drawers under the coffee pot, in the cabinet under the coffee pot. Yeah. We we store some, um, you know, uh, we've, <laughs> we've got some china that we never use uh, under that. And it's covered in coffee grounds. There's coffee grounds in the door on the cabinet. Um, the water is all, you know, uh, eight cups of water all across the floor. Um, part of the, uh, we, have, uh, we have wood floors in our house and, um, one of the boards is now warped and kind of oh is uh, like warped up above the other one. We're either going to sand it or get splinters. Right. So like <laughs> here was a, be- a behavior, right. That became um, an unconscious practice in my life um, that without really intentionally making the, dec- and it's silly. It's a silly example, but I think this happens on a large scale, right? Like yeah. um, without the conscious decision to put the pot mm-hmm. back in the coffee maker, um it, it It made a mess, right yeah. like it did yeah. damage yeah. um real damage and yeah. and I think that 's the same way with our lives right like we, we go away or go go through the day without awareness of the world around us yeah. um, and for me, I, I mentioned retaliation's kind of an uh, unconscious instinctual thing if i 'm not aware of of what's happening in the moment i 'll retaliate right and then yeah. And there's real damage that happens in relationships as a result. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and what, you know, the, the thing too, you know, the thing too is that <clears throat> we, um, we, we can often do that just in relationships, period. Right. I mean, especially with significant others because we become so, um, we just become used to each other. And, and there, there's a goodness to that, right? Because you, you, you develop comfort with each other and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, when you go on your first few dates, oh my gosh, your senses are just so alive, right? And, and everything, like there's a hypersensitivity to everything because you're just nervous and you, you know, you're, you're trying to kind of fill each other out and figure out what, what does this mean? But then, you know, you're together for years. I mean, my wife and I have been married for 16 years. We've been together for like 17 and a half years now, um, And we, um, it's easy in relationships to, to get so comfortable that you become unconscious in your relationship and you become roommates more than you become, you know, spouses or significant others or or whatever it is. And, and, and that's when unconsciousness can be dangerous as well, right? You can really make a mess of your relationship. And I think that's part of the reason why people, um, get into affairs, um, sure. uh, because because this thing becomes so normal and so comfortable and so routine that when something new bubbles up and your senses are heightened again, your, your, your hypersensitivity, you're your, your hyper aware and all of it feels fresh and new and, and full of life as opposed to this other thing, um, which you've been doing for years and years and years, um, it can feel really exciting and your brain can trick itself to think, oh, this is better. Because it is, because you're more hypersensitive to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. so, um, so and we can make a huge mess uh, in in our relationships uh, if we're if we're unconscious in that way.
1: Um, yeah, really quickly.
0: Yeah, really, really quickly. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is, uh, yeah, this has been a a, a, a really fun uh, topic already. Uh, but uh, I, you know, I know, I know the audience is. Um, uh, I know everybody out there is very excited by hearing another um, uh, middle-aged white guy uh, coming on to give a perspective. So uh, we're <laughs> we're going to transition. Um, uh, you know, usually this is where we do our social media uh, time and 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 uh, bring out questions that you guys have all given us uh, through social media, uh, but since we've been off for a few weeks, we didn't really um, have a chance to, to push, push this out there and, and get your feedback. That will be coming uh, again next week, so uh, look for, for next week's topic uh, on social media. Uh, but now, uh, without much further ado, uh, we are gonna bring in our, our special guest, uh, our good friend, uh, all the way from the West Coast, from Southern California, uh, Mike Crane. Yeah, so uh you you all can't see this, but um I didn't bring my recording microphone and so Mike and I are sharing a set of um earpods right now or earbuds, which is really cute because we're really close.
1: Mike? And Mike's Mike's leaning in.
2: <laughs> I am indeed. <laughs> Mike's closer than he needs to be. It's, <laughs> uh... <laughs> it's an unconscious choice. But just keep him the... it's conscious, Brian. <laughs> oh, it's very sorry, conscious. Sorry. I didn't mean to assume. <laughs> Um, so, Mike, do
0: you want to kind of introduce yourself and kind of who you are and
2: yeah, what, um, what you are? Well, I, I, thank you guys for having me. I am a, another white male in his <laughs> mid-30s. <laughs> um, just another voice to represent the underrepresented. <laughs> That's right. And I, I live in S- Southern California um, with my beautiful wife and our five-year-old daughter, who is hilarious and um, we did get an email this week from her teacher that she should no longer announce to the class that Santa is not real, <laughs> and we need to have that conversation only in her house. So that was That's
1: amazing.
2: Just something fantastic. Um, something we need to be a little more conscious of when she is going to be sharing that. Um, but I, I work with uh, ministry architects and uh, just helping churches around the country. And just have have a great love for that, Um, and also just love what this podcast is about. Just the idea of intentionality, uh, as you were saying, that kind of that base note. Um, It's just so easy to go through life not being intentional and just being guided Mm -hmm. by all these other forces that are acting upon you.
0: Yeah. So we were. So I was was telling Mike this morning about the um, uh, about the podcast uh, that we're doing today and the topic. And uh, Mike shared this really good story with me from what, when you were in college? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I thought, oh man, we need to have Mike on and and, uh, and tell us a story. So uh, Mike, take it away.
2: Yeah. So uh, when I was in college. I had this friend, Edwin Cabrera, and he was actually from El Salvador. And so he had been an exchange student in high school and had stayed and then was going to our college. And um, we hung out quite a bit. And one day he was like, you live like such a gringo. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you guys do everything fast. You walk fast, you eat fast. He's like, you need to be more like a Wanaco, which is a term sometimes used for Sal- Salvadorians. He's like, you need to live like a Wanaco, And I was like, I'll try it. And so just started like, even just in my pace of walking, slowed down um, in my eating slowed down turns out you notice more stuff that way mm-hmm. right like you taste your food a lot more <laughs> um steve and i were also talking about this little bit jim gaffigan does where he says you know you're a pig when you eat something horrible and you don't realize it till the last bite <laughs> <laughs> but right? that, but that's that
0: inhaling yeah. your food right and it's that it's that unconscious uh unconscious eating unconscious living it's just like you just it's almost, it, I like that image of you're just inhaling life without taking the, uh, 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 the time to, to think about it and to savor
1: it. Yeah, I can't tell you the number of times I've, I've read um, books that make the suggestion of take a bite, put your fork down, mm. and until you've chewed and swallowed, don't pick the fork back up again. Yeah. Um, it's, which, again, it's just that intentional choice to like, dig deep into the yeah. flavor um, that you're experiencing.
0: Well, you know, there's um, uh, a few years ago there was a, a a big movement in cooking called the slow food movement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the whole idea was nothing nothing fast. We're we're, we're not going to do anything fast when it comes to food. Not just fast food like McDonald's or, or drive throughs, but but we're going to cook meals that take a while to cook, and we're going to eat meals that take a while to eat. And we're going to take time. I mean, uh, Mike was talking about um, you know uh, El Salvador, uh, you know. Spain is is a is a great example of this. Spain will, uh, or, or people who live in Spain will will take you know two to three hours to eat to eat dinner, um, and it's not that they gorge themselves with tons of food. It's just that they do it slowly. They 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 value that time. They they uh, eat slowly um, and enjoy their food and enjoy the company. Whereas Americans, we're we are we are fast food people. Um, we 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 like to get our food quick and we like to eat it quick and we like to you know. I was listening to somebody the other day saying, look, refuse to eat another meal standing up. Do not eat any more mm. meals standing up. Because in in doing that, you're saying that whatever is next is more important than what is right now. And I thought that's a really nice little piece of, of, of advice. Um,
2: so, so Mike, how did it work out for you? Yeah, so it was great for a couple of weeks. And then <laughs> just slowly got back into the, the habit of doing things fast because so this was my early 20s I had 20 years of experience and muscle memory yeah. of um, eating as if it were a race and yeah. getting and booking my schedule too tight and then getting to places you know as quickly as I could so I wasn't late and um, it was just hard to overcome that and then and also just the outside pressures of culture right like where it's to you know sometimes there's incentives to do too much so you need to move too fast yeah and it's hard to push back against that so kind of just got caught right back up in that again
0: well i mean as a culture we we are rewarded for unconsciousness um we are rewarded for fast pace we're rewarded for multitasking and uh, none of those things produce the kind of quality of life that we really want um so, you know, we got the holidays coming up. Um, I, I think this whole idea of consciousness, uh, of savoring, uh, that's another way I would say to, to think about it, uh, is really important over the holidays. Um, you know, it's it's so easy to, to get caught up in the peripheries of the holidays, all the things to do, all the parties, all this. And I talked about it a little bit last week on the podcast, that it's it's really easy to miss the things that matter during the holidays, which are, are you know, family and friends, um, celebrating whatever it is that you celebrate during the holidays, and um, you know, just just taking some time in a really special time of year, um, especially with family and friends, um, and not just and not just sail through that, but really, really stop and breathe and look around. Uh, the office, the greatest show uh, ever to be put on television, um, uh, when Jim and Pam are getting married uh pam says uh uh, somebody told me that we should take little mental snapshots little mental pictures all through the day so we'll remember it better uh and it's such a cute oh it's such a cute little example but that's a way to slow down and be conscious right is to take little mental snapshots and look around the room and look at the people there and say you know we're we're all never going to be here in the same way in the same place again and, and, to, and to take a Norman Rockwell kind of picture of that and take it in and say this is, we will all, we'll never be in the same way in the same place at the same time again. And so this moment is special. Um, and, and to just take it in.
1: Yeah, and the trick is you have, you have to make that choice before you're in, the, in those settings. Yeah. Um, so um, with the holidays coming up, if you have family coming into town and, and you want to uh, experience that differently or in a new way, now's the time to make the decision that you're going to do that. Um, rather than waiting until you're in the moment. I think usually once we're in the moment and then we're like, oh, I I should do something different. Um, One, we usually don't come to that realization until the the moment is over, (laughs) right? So until family has left. Um, Two, it's just hard to shift. Um, Sometimes those awarenesses come out of frustration or anger or or something negative that's happened. Um, And and it's hard to make those shifts. Um, So make the choice now. Um, with the holidays coming up, make the choice now um, as you're listening to this. Hope, ho- hopefully you listen to this before Christmas and, uh, uh, and you have some time to uh, choose um, how you respond there. You know, next week, Stephen, we're going to talk a little bit, I think, more about the holidays as well. Um, about uh, anticipation yep. and also anxiety um, yeah. that stirs up uh, stirs up all the time but also around the holidays. goes into hyperspeed. It in goes into hyperspeed. <laughs> um, and you mentioned we'll, we'll uh, put a question out on social media again, so we would love to hear uh, from you, you all on social media, especially on Facebook at This One Good Life or through email at info at thisonegoodlife.com.
0: Absolutely. And finally this week, uh, we're going to dive into some of mine and, and 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 hopefully Mike. Mike, if you have a recommendation for us, uh, some of mine and Brian's recommendations for you all uh, uh, for this week.
1: Yeah, this is a time where we share some of the good stuff um, we're discovering in our lives that hopefully um, will add beauty and goodness to yours. Um, Stephen, what do you have?
0: Yeah, so I mentioned it earlier. Um, <clears throat> the The book, uh, The Power of Habit. This is uh, there are probably about ten books that I can point to over the past twenty years that have really reshaped uh, the way I think about life, the way I practice life, the way I think about. Really, everything and the power of habit is, is one of those books. Um, it's by Charles Duig, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, but it's just it was just a revolutionary book that um, really explored this idea of kind of the unconscious life we lived. And it's not preachy, um, it's not you know, it's, it's not a yeah. preachy book, it's a really, really scientifically based book with tons of great studies, lots of good nerding out. But, but also a lot of very practical, real-life anecdotes uh, that he kind of gives you. And then, um, because habit is not something, and this is something he talks about in the book, habit is not something that you get rid of, right? Uh, we will always have habits. It's a part of the way, our, and he talks about it, it's a part of the way our brain is neurologically constructed. Um, the way he switches gears though, is he says, okay, since habit is a part of who you are and and the way you're built, now what we've got to do is figure out how to, um, exercise and utilize habit, uh, to what we would argue is to, to live a good life, um, to have a better life. And so he switches gears and gives you some really great tools, uh, in which to build better habits, uh, and to utilize those to, to, to really live your best life. So power of habit by Charles Duig. um, fantastic book. I don't know how you say his last name. Duhigg. dig. I don't know how to say it. Dug. might just be Duhigg, but I want to put a little French on it for some reason. So,
1: Yeah, it's a great, it, it's a great book, another one I've read. Similarly, have you read Predictably Irrational? I have not. Okay, um, so it's written by a guy, uh, Professor Dan Ariely, who's at Duke. Um, and there's a follow-up book as well, but um, Predictably Irrational talks about how... I mean really, not, not to use the term again, but how predictable the irrational behaviors of humans actually are. Um, and so study after study after study in the book, and it's fun, um, it's fun to read, they're, they're fun studies. There's a study he did on campus um, with Hershey Kisses um, and uh, gave people a choice, but he could, he could predict the choice they would make um, before, uh, they would even make the choice because of, um, because of how the study was formed and how they came to the table and how they were shaped, um, to choose the, the Hershey kisses. Um, so fantastic, wonderful read. It is, uh, a wonderful book to read beside the power of habit. Um, so if you haven't read it, I, I would dig in. It's, it's, uh, it's fun. Um, I've got two others, uh, one that came up as we were talking one is uh, salt fat acid heat yeah. which is a book but i'm not going to recommend the book i'm yeah. going to recommend the netflix special yeah. four episodes we talked about food a little bit we talked about savoring um if if you're even interested in like slowing down your meals watch those four shows it's it's wonderful uh samin norsat um is the chef Um, and hosts the show, and each episode digs into one of those things that creates flavor in our food, salt, fat, acid, heat. The other one I'm going to recommend, which I have uh, about 20 minutes from finishing, um, is a book that just came out, Beastie Boys book, uh, who I have, uh, and Mike knows, uh, I have listened to my entire life um, and also misquoted my entire life uh certain lines from songs where i was confident i knew i knew exactly what the line was but um but misquoted and misquoted um but it, it
0: really no sweet no sleep till queen's not broken yeah yeah no sleep
1: <laughs> no sleep to manhattan um but it goes through their entire journey um and i grew up listening to uh maybe a couple of years older than you guys but grew up to listen to some of the punk bands that they um, were big fans of and it kind of walks through their entire story um, the reason it stands out to me, uh, especially with this topic is, um, part of the storyline that's through the book is their transition from being, um, misogynistic, sexist, mm-hmm. uh, kind of guys, um, which started out as a joke, uh, you know, when you're in the book, but then became this, um, you know, became their, uh, you know, what they presented, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to, uh, a group that, um, was anti, uh, you know, anti um, misogynistic. Is it, there's yeah. a there's a better word for that. But became like supportive of women's rights. Became um, people who who lifted up others as opposed to um, um, really kind of insulting and and making fun of them. So um, wonderful, wonderful book. Uh, one caveat: uh, a lot of foul language, right? Uh, the lot, a lot of foul language wow. um, throughout. Um, and uh, the other thing I, I, I share with you, is really cool, I saw him on, uh, on Fallon, and they talked about the book being their last mixtape. Um, wow. So every chapter is read by somebody different from New York. Uh, there's a chapter read by Bette Midler. Um, there's a chapter read by Rosie Perez, uh, Will Ferrell, cool. um, just on and on and on um, throughout the book. This it's wonderful. It's totally worth doing the audio book. It's... It's an audible, yeah, you can buy the hardcover, but uh, the way to go through it is the audible book, absolutely. That's
0: awesome. Mike, do you have any, uh, any recommendations
2: for us? Uh, and this is like things to listen to or read? or uh, Anything, any recommendation that makes you? this one good look? Okay, well, I recommended
1: so, a hike one time. Go for a yeah. hike.
2: Okay, <laughs> so this is out of left field, but it'll actually tie back to consciousness. Um, and, uh, this, and so this has to do it will work really for for two sets of people. If you do any sort of presenting or talking in front of people at all, this is helpful. Or if you you have kids. Um, And this this is a practice that I've tried because I think consciousness so much when you're, even if you just talk to others frequently, we tend to talk really fast and just Mm. run through things. Um, And I noticed early on when my daughter was young, reading kids books, I would like bore myself I'm like, this is boring. And then I remembered something someone had told me. I have not fact-checked this, um, (laughs) but I I like the idea of it. Someone told me, part of the reason Christopher Walken has such an interesting way of acting is that he, when he gets a script, will just punctuate it in weird places. Mm. And then just go with that. Mm. And so when I started reading books to my daughter, I started just punctuating, like adding commas, not like writing in her books, but mentally putting periods and commas just in weird places. Um, But it makes you slow down and then say these words with emphasis. Mm -hmm. It made story time a hundred times better, (laughs) at least for me. (laughs) And so, um, but it, when you, it's funny when you're conscious about the way you're delivering something written or something spoken Mm. it totally changes it and and, you know and it's hard to say oh I'm going to deliver it this way but just saying I'm going to pretend there's a comma here or I'm going to pretend there's a period there it's amazing how it can really change Mm. how much you're conscious of the words and how they're falling on someone's ear
0: that's really interesting because most of us I think the way we kind of practice speaking is uh through the through the lens or filter of efficiency. Let's get as many words out as quickly as possible and you know in in a way that can be understood, but not not in a way that it, it, it's almost like when you when you hear someone who reads poetry and they know how to read it right, it changes the poem, right? It's a, you, you, you hear the you hear the the meter and the flow. Uh, what if I, I like that Mike, what if our what if we did conversations uh, as 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 someone who read poetry well. That that could change mm-hmm. the quality of conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. That's cool. Is there do did, did did you just come up with that on your own one day or just you're listening to Christopher Walken and thought, My God, that man's brilliant.
2: <laughs> well and so I had <laughs> heard that and then of course there's just like great little video clips of different stuff he does. Yeah. Um and then my wife and my father in law are huge fans of the more cowbell. Yes sketch so we watch that a lot and so he's just constantly on my mind hope you're listening to this christopher walken i heart you
1: (laughs) yeah he's one of our biggest fans um look up look up googly eyes christopher walken just google that googly eyes christopher walken as well you'll die
0: okay okay that's good it's wonderful well mike thanks for uh thanks for being on the show with us this week Um, oh my privilege yeah man that's fun it's fun um well you know each week we uh we give you our best recommendations on this week's topic and uh, we would love to hear from you and your recommendations uh, for the listening audience. So if you have any recommendations for us uh, and for the audience, please email them to us at info at this And we may use those on future episodes.
1: Well, that about does it for this week's show. We are so grateful that you chose to join us for this podcast.
0: Yeah. And as we close this week, uh, remember the words of William Yates. The world is full of magical things, patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper. See you next week.